Go on, Heyman. What is that that you're playing? This is uh, Amanda Gorman's uh, inauguration speech that you mentioned. Oh, right. Keep playing it. When this is over, I'll start the room. All right, I am going to start the room, and despite the fact that there's two minutes left, we'll play the rest of it yeah, on, uh, you can on the way up. out. Yeah, there, I just wanted um, 
it, it's inspiring enough even in small pieces um but yeah we should let the, the room gather um welcome hi welcome everybody this is the most important room we have ever held and it may be the first of many and i'm sure we're going to try to do more because this election is unlike any other election in my life and let me tell you who i am i'm dr francine hardaway this is unimportant except that i'm 81 which means that i've been through a lot of elections and i have never seen an election where we had as much at stake as this particular election. And I come from Arizona, where there are a great many uh, conservative people. And what will happen is that we might get in Arizona anyway, a slate full of election deniers. And so I'm, I'm beside myself, and I, luckily David came forth, and my pal, my pal, <laughs> Heyman, who is always here, and we have, and Barbara, by the way, who is usually always with us, is on an airplane, so may or may not be here, but Anyway, she's, she's Canadian, so not as important. But I guess my issue is why it is so important to vote your values in this election. Now, I have a lot to tell you about the Karma Coin, which is the coin that sponsors this club. It's a social token. And I wanted to do a kind of a room about where we were in Web3 and social tokens. But I'm not going to do it this week because I'm terrified of this upcoming election. And I want to have an idea to, I wanted to have a lot of time to discuss how we even find our values so that we can vote them. So that when you go to the polls, because we're starting early voting very soon, we do more than, oh, I was a Republican and my father was a Republican, or I was a Democrat and my father was a Democrat, and we actually vote according to values rather than parties. So, so I don't want you to be as terrified, and I'd, I'd rather um, us try to come together on what we can do. You have a lot of experience. Um, Rick's got uh, quite a bit of political experience. But one of the things I, when I came to you with it is that, that we can feel captive because of being in a red state. I'm here in Texas. And uh, but I'm in Austin, which is a contradiction in so many ways. Well, yeah, uh, and I'm in Phoenix, and that's a contradiction in so many ways. Yeah, but if you if you look at it, that even there's a rural part of Massachusetts. It's just how urban is your state, and and there's there's neighbors all over the place. We're marbleized throughout, and then what we could try to do is try to find common ground on what's going on in our local community. If all politics are local. What is it that that is upsetting you about the values of 
maybe that far right that, that you're fearing might be uh, not trusting election results. What are they saying there in Arizona that that you could, by voting your values, be interrupting? What When you go vote, what are you standing up to? We... I'm standing up for the fact that the 2020 election was was fair. It might not have come out the way people in Arizona would have wanted it to, but the 2020 election was fair and not rigged. And remember, in Arizona, we had not only um, a million recounts, and I, yes, I'm given to hyperbole, but you know, n- not only did we have um, a million recounts, but we have... Um, we had the fraudit, which is the audit of all audits. You know, the fraudit is the audit of all whatever you know, whatever you want to call it. And I want to figure out how how we and I know who my candidates are, but my candidates are. Typically, people who um, believe that the election was not stolen. And here's what is very interesting about the Arizona Republic, which is our local newspaper. Um, I've lived in Arizona for over 50 years, and the Arizona um, Republic has always been what I would consider um, a right-wing newspaper. Well, all of a sudden, this year, and and why I'm into the voter values thing and why I thought your idea was so good, David, was the Arizona Republic is now listing candidates not by party so much as whether they denied the last election or not. That I, I think that is pretty cool because... For the Arizona Republic, that's going out on a limb. Well, it well, it might maybe it's very factual, and the least they could do is say these are election denial deniers. So maybe in a distilled reduction way, that's um, the best thing they can do. I, I I'm not there on, in Arizona. Here in Texas, um, it, it's a foregone conclusion. We don't get um, national. We're never really a purple state like Florida, but we we don't get all this full-time campaign advertising well i'm I'm a cord cutter i don't see the ads that would be on local tv either but um can you maybe maybe ben you um you have a very objective view but you could speak to how the money is allowed to 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 infiltrate campaigns and how we shouldn't let that persuade us to not vote I don't think Ben, ben is object, but go ahead, Ben. He has an perspective. I, I, I knew that would trigger you, Dr. Francine. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I mean, objectivity of being an ocean away, maybe introduce yourself a little bit, but um, why it's okay to stand up to bullies in your personal life and in your political life. Yeah, well, look, I, the the money in in politics is is a scary thing, and um, and it's and it's and it's sad because it's it's simple. In other countries, uh, the you know democratic countries, uh, elections are paid for by the government through your taxes. It's the way it should be. Uh, money should not in, equal influence. 
and, and Citizens United was probably one of the worst uh, 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 Supreme Court decisions ever. And it does need to be changed. But, uh, yeah, for those who don't know, the, I, I live in West Africa, in Burkina Faso. And uh, my wife's a, a, a diplomat from Brazil, so which is why I'm here. So I do. I, I observe everything, at least from from arm's length uh, across the ocean. Um, but, um, you, you know, in, in terms of the, this subject, um, I, I think the, the thing Dr. Francine, I didn't realize that what Dr. Francine just said about how the the. Um, the newspaper had suggested you vote based on uh, on the election, the past election. I absolutely agree with that. If, if you want my objective opinion. Um, well, I don't you think... have to at least believe in our electoral system. Exactly. In order to vote at all, you know, before yeah. you decide whether what you want is, is, you know, the Republican platform, which I don't know what it is, or the Democratic platform, which I don't re- really know what it is either. Um, you you have to believe in a democracy, or as the Republicans are now saying, in a republic. Uh, you know, at least a republic <laughs> in which people can vote. Yeah, no, th- that's the point. Because it, it, look, if you don't, here's the, here's the game. The game's called democracy. Uh, the the idea is that if you lose, you concede. And if you and there are actually um, apparently six um, Republican uh, candidates for for Senate or a governor, there are six that that say that they won't concede if they lose. And then there are five that won't won't uh, say yes or no. So there are 11 people who are playing the game who aren't playing the game. There should be a thing that says that that I, if I'm going to run for for anything, that I I agree to to uh, concede if I lose, they should be forced to sign that, or else they can't run. And I think that is the main thing. And, and I, you know, I, I I get ribs sometimes from my progressive friends because I am a fellow progressive, but I am of the opinion that this the, this whole uh, conversation of the, the, this whole election right now is not about ideology at all. And and I feel this is people who believe in the election and people who don't. And those are the two sides. And so I am encouraging um, anti-Trump Republicans to partner with Democrats and independents to defeat every single MAGA Republican. And, and that means that I have to hold my nose and, 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 and work with people that I normally disagree with. But I very much want to do that. And I want to, I am very much working closely with, that's what, what I'm trying to find, those uh, Republicans in exile. And they do exist. They keep on saying they don't exist. Oh, they no, do. no, 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 they do. They, they do. Al- they left the Republican Party and became independents, right? Arizona is full of them. It's full of yes. people who either became independents or stayed Republicans, but but are just stunned, which again is why I thought David's topic was such a great topic because because there are so many people who could be gotten to vote if we didn't have like a two-party system, you know, where they're forced to deny their whole heritage of being Republicans 
in order to not vote for, you know, a bunch of people who are unqualified. And this is what kills me. What I mean, it doesn't kill me because I'm obviously here and I'm staying here. But, you know, this is what burns me. These people who are making these decisions now on on the MAGA side are not qualified to hold office. It's like the judge who decided there should be a special master for Trump's Mar-a-Lago papers. The first thing that the- Let, Let's talk about that, Dr. Francine. Let's, let's start with the fact that she was appointed after he lost his election. And that sounds very corrupt, right? So if your values are that you should, if you lost an election, you should probably put the pen down. Um, it's the weirdest of of discussing civics to young people to talk about what a lame duck is when you see what the fuck just happened, because she is obviously MAGA. Can, can I speak in favor of what just happened? What just happened? Uh the appeals court just said the Justice Department could go ahead. Oh, yes, I know. And, and, so let, and But I want to speak in faith. So it happens that I know this judge, Judge Raymond Deary, appointed by Ronald Reagan, the special master, appointed by Ronald Reagan in 1986. This guy is really fair. He So he held a hearing and said, listen, uh, uh, Prima Facci, these are... Uh, classified documents, unless you can show otherwise. He exposed the fact that Trump had no case on these documents, and I'm quite sure that this helped support the appeals court decision, which followed like the following day, rather than uh, um, dragging on forever, as I think the Trump team wanted, to say, okay, the case goes ahead. They can start looking at the documents. So by giving the appearance of propriety, I think they took the wind out of the sails of the argument that this was unfair. So this is the point that I'm sort of trying to get to, is that the problem is not that the election was stolen, because that's a crazy conspiracy theory. The problem is the perception that the election was stolen and the fact that we don't want to address and say, you guys are crazy, rather than say, well, let's work together to make this so that both of us agree that the thing is fair. That's my, this is how, to me, this is how you meet in the middle. Or how you meet in the middle by, is by saying before someone can be nominated or elected, they have to demonstrate some competency so that if by chance they win, they actually could govern with some competency. So the first value that I have for government never mind the party, the first value that I would, you know, vote for is competency to, to occupy the position. And I have this terrible, I, I don't like to keep bringing it to Arizona, back to Arizona, because Arizona is such a hardly ever known state. But between Karen Taylor Robeson, um, who ran um, a large development company in Arizona, and Carrie Lake, who was a uh, TV personality in the Republican primary, the person who really would not be considered competent to govern 
would have been Carrie Lake because Karen Rosen has managed people before. So she would have been competent. So I was gonna, I, I was going to vote for her in the primary because truthfully, I believe she would have been much more competent than Carrie Lake because very often the Republican wins in Arizona. So now we have a contest between uh, Katie Hobbs, who was the Secretary of State, and they're running for governor. Ka you know, Ka um, Katie Hobbs, who was the Secretary of State, and um, Carrie Lake. Okay, well, I don't like Katie Hobbs because because I just don't like her attitudes towards certain things. But if I put her against Carrie Lake, once again, I am like, oh, I have to vote for Katie Hobbs, not because she's the Democrat, but because of that particular pairing, she's the one that's competent to govern. Does anybody vote that value? Sure, they should. <laughs> I mean, should. maybe that should be one one way that people vote their values. Because I don't want to get off on the, do you vote for the person who favors abortion or the person who doesn't? Because to me, those, abortion is not a value. You know, women's, but let's put it this way. Women's health is a value. And that it, the entire abortion thing has been framed all wrong for the last 50 years. Because it has nothing to do with, with abortion. It has everything to do with are women chattel? And this is this is the part that disturbs me the most. It, it also has to do with the role of government. Uh, the The Republican Party has, has always seen itself as the the small government party, and they've always complained about big government Democrats. But the fact of the matter is, when they are forcing women to have uh, uh, pregnancies against their will, that is the definition of big government. So, so this is this is about uh, taking away people's most basic rights, and I think we should be talking about it this way. This is about government forcing pregnancy against people's will. No, this is about government stepping in to personal personal concerns privacy. where nobody w would want government. Privacy. I mean, the thing is, people are the way it's uh, narrated in the politics is 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 why it's causing all this fire down there. I think the key thing is if people forget the privacy part, the whole point of role. Well, I put the uh, the uh, good summary article in both uh, call in as well as clubhouse, and it goes through. I mean, people forget the privacy part of this whole bill uh, that was lost, and that's the biggest thing, and that impacts everyone. It shouldn't matter. Oh, thank you. There's another value. If I, if I were, and I am, going to vote my values, one value that I would vote on the basis of would be competence to do the job. And another one would be upholding the privilege of privacy. 
course, we've given that away so much on the internet, but that is a value to consider. I, David, I love this topic because it's making me think of what my values really are, okay? Freedom, that's another one of my values. So if I value freedom, what do I want? I want a free and fair election. So I'm now at privacy, confidence, and freedom. How are, I mean, have you, any of you thought about what values you're voting according to? Um, I'll just step in. I, I mean, I, I agree with you on the values. I Earlier today, there's been so much upheaval. There's been a thousand or more people arrested in in Russia, a place that doesn't have what you we were talking about, the freedom that we do have here to express ourselves, to have this conversation, to feel the government doesn't have a right to take retribution and disappear us. Um, that our values. Oh, wait, it doesn't disappear you. It throws you off a building. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, OK, so China might disappear. Uh, people you. People in it. Russia seem to fall off buildings. Right, right. Um. I just meant, and then in, in Iran, the protest, and, and someone was uh, in Tech News, another show, uh, a room from earlier today, um, we had three or four people speak to a couple in Iran, but people who have family back there, and they're trying to, like, our network's humanity is my value, is that we all probably want the same shit. And if we go to the best things that come out of, out of academic philosophy of Jonathan Rawls and and we should work towards the people that would vote for policies that help the least off among us because that's in the values of what was in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. That's that's my value because I, I feel like I've been captive here in Texas to that regardless of who won the election, I was still my duty was going and representing my values for democracy. I that there's people that um have uh, that have been on stage that have have interfaced with government and worked with health um, policy. And I, I really wish um, that we could just like your newspaper broke down. These people leave in the election and these people don't. If we could only get every newspaper to say, here's the voting record on uh, support for Ukraine from before January of this year. Because I bet you that that's pretty important information and that I don't think a lot of voters in my state use that information because I don't know if people remember the first impeachment was about support for Ukraine. So we're living the values that our politicians need to be expressing on our behalf. So I think when I go to the polls that that's what I'm doing every time. And I'll um, try to set the mic down there. How quickly we forget yeah. though that, that Trump withheld humanitarian aid um from Ukraine when he had no. No, no, those were those were rockets. Military. It wasn't humanitarian aid. You're okay. oh, yeah, sorry. military. Please. Military aid. Rick, I saw you on mic. Yeah, you know, I, I, I am a values voter, and I, I'm the president of a Democratic club, mainly out of practicality because there is no independent political party, uh, there is no independent organization, so. I, in fact, I was independent I, for a short while until I discovered that there's there's no organized group out there. I know. Um, I am an independent. I'm still an independent. 
And, and I, that's, well, yeah, the reason, through me. the reason why I went back to the Democratic Party is because they have more of my values than the Republican Party. Now, that's not to say that I agree with everything the Democratic Party does. I get a lot of pushback from some of the county party people because, for instance, there's a woman that was running for county uh, voter, registra voter registrar, right? County clerk, registrar. She was a declined to state voter or declined to state, you know, um, person specifically for the reason that she believes her values are that a registrar of voters should appear as nonpartisan as possible. And she was encouraged to run as a Democrat so that we could endorse her. And she refused to register as a Democrat. Now, I said, well, I want her to come to speak to our club. And I was highly discouraged from doing that. But I said, no, let's get her in to speak. Because there were two uh, election deniers running against her. Um, and uh, anybody that even comes close to being an election des uh, denier, to me, that is a hard red line, never will they get my vote. Um, there's a lot of things that the Republicans, I think, could do, but they don't. And the thing about regulations, and I think the Democrats could do this too, is there are a lot of regulations, I was a business owner, that are either out of date, ineffective, underfunded, not enforced, um, or they are conflicting or redundant. This is something that I think every state and the federal government should do. There should be a committee to look at every piece of every regulation, find out where there's conflicts, find out where there's redundancy, and find out are they actually doing their work. If they're not doing the job, then change them so that they do or get rid of them. And part of that is funding the people that actually audit and enforce regulations. And too often, uh, this is a criti critique that I have of, of the Democratic Party, they don't do that. They don't actually put that into the legislation that we need to fund it, we need to have people. So, you know, we were talking about immigration a little bit earlier. Somebody mentioned immigration. The values Nobody wants to be kidnapped and taken somewhere. And, and, and I really do think they were kidnapped. They were lured under false pretenses. And they may have signed a document, but it was not even written in Spanish. The parts that were relevant to the, the people were not even written in Spanish. So they were defrauded. I think, I think that, that that is kidnapping in my book. I'm just wondering if I, as a Canadian, I could interject and put two points in here, because I think when you say election is stolen and so forth, um, I also heard an interesting uh, story about the fact that, that from the right-hand side, I mean, the right wing of the, uh, the U.S. politics, that... The you know, other side. No, no, not... technically. I mean, you do have other neighbors who actually believe in these other politics as well, right? The right side of politics. And it's, it's fair. 
But I'm curious, though, like if you think about the Gore election, people are claiming that, OK, well, the Democrats call that a stolen election as well. Right. And it's still claimed as a stolen election from like Bush stole it from Gore. So the argument can go both ways. And the other thing, too, with this immigration thing, I'm curious to know is if uh, like I know it was a bad it was a bad way to uh, treat people. First of all, refugees who came to your country. But I'm also wondering is how will this play out in terms of your value voting when these uh, refugees appear in Martha's Vineyard and all it, mostly Democratic areas? How will they be treated? I mean, that's a question that could be also raised questions in future elections, right? Well, it, it's so NIMBYism far, too, right? It could be NIMBYism yeah, coming so, up. So far in Martha's Vineyard, they have been treated very well. But I have a couple of uh, issues that came up in the chat. Um, one was Elizabeth Green, who was in the room earlier, and she said that voting would be easier with ranked choice voting on values instead of candidates to find a candidate with a voting record that matches your values. But it, it would, it, and she actually has a form, please rank your values on the Google form, uh, link that, and then she gives you uh, the internet address, it's green247.org slash voting. So we can find candidates who vote the values. And I think that's also very interesting, ranked choice voting. I want to get this horrible personal, I, I have no power, but I, you know, that I want to get this personalization out of it. And that's Elizabeth's suggestion, I think is really great that you rank your values on that form. Yeah, I I think, you know, I think that would actually be a, a great idea. If if it were up to me, there would be no political parties. People would just have to talk about their values and their policy positions. And those sometimes are related and sometimes they are not. Um, but I think that would be a great idea. One thing we did in our county, uh, which I am really happy about, uh, the Demo I mean, the Democratic Party did this, the Republican Party didn't. We actually make, in order to win the endorsement by any of, like, the county party or any of the, I think we have 12 different Democratic clubs in the county, um, is we made all the candidates, if they want to earn our endorsement, they had to sign a pledge that they would not take PAC money. And um, there was a couple of candidates who, who decided to take PAC money and they didn't get endorsed. And I think that that is a good idea. But um, yes, I, I guess I do too. But why does endorsement even matter? Endorsement matters because if I walk around my neighborhood, most people are not involved at all. I mean, we have 200,000 people in our city. We have 200 people that are member of the Democratic Club. Um, and so most people are just, they do not want to get involved in politics. They want to vote. 
So endorsements matter because the great majority of people in this country, very sadly, they want a list of people to vote for. Yeah, but how do they even find that list? You know, that's how you get into MAGA. That's, that's I know. That's, you've got to at least be able to figure out who to listen to if you want a list of people to vote for. I mean, that, that to me, I mean, I know people do that because people ask me for a list of people to vote for. But, you know, that's, I guess, what we call a low information voter. And here's another, another interesting issue from the chat. How do you know a person is able to govern? Doesn't a person's stance on no abortion for anyone show that person's ability to govern? Government should always be pragmatic, not idealistic, and following one's supposedly great internal values. Well, I can answer that, Remy. If government is all, it should be pragmatic, then no abortion for anyone is, um, is a non-pragmatic, I don't know what the opposite of pragmatic, I guess it's idealistic, is a very idealistic and non-pragmatic stance because it, you end up um, literally throwing out the baby with the bathwater. And don't or you, the, mother, the mother with the baby. And also, don't you risk uh, problems in your electoral, I mean, in your whole politics when you use a single issue as the uh, for everything? Because if you think about it, a large chunk of the African-American population does not, will not support abortion, at least the Southern uh, African-Americans, right? And the Democrats rely on the African bloc, as they say, even though it's not a monolith. I'm just curious, like, single issue voting could be... Uh, bad politics, would it not be? Single-issue voting is, well, this is my personal opinion, but single-issue voting is the worst possible politics. The worst possible, because, because the world doesn't consist of single issues. One of the things that I found in my 81 years of knocking about on the planet is that we always have more than one issue. You know, we have people fighting in Iran, women fighting for rights in Iran. We have women's rights issues here in the United States. We have uh, we we have inflation issues. We have uh, racism issues. We have education issues. We have environmental issues. I couldn't couldn't even get them all, you know, named. Well, it's funny that, that you brought that up because um, I, I agree with what what Dr. Francine is saying and what we're talking about. But uh, I've I've started saying uh, in general, taking the frame that I am a single issue voter, but my single issue is democracy. Because to to me, uh, this election and at least the, the next couple elections are about. Um, preserving and defending democracy because it, it sort of supersedes. It's a layer above all issues. It's above ideology. So, of course, I, I believe in other issues. But for right now, 
uh, I am a single issue voter and it is uh, it's democracy. And and going back to what Dr. Francine said, um, I what my voting in, in my efforts uh, in, in campaigns is to disqualify election deniers, period, and to make sure that they they are eliminated from government and everything that will at least preserve the the uh, the the whole project, the game that we're all playing, that sits above everything else. Because if that's gone, um, we're screwed. Ben, could you go you a know? little bit deeper into it? This is Hamid again. Could you go a little bit deeper into what your definition of democracy is? Because by the world standards, America is ranked as a flawed democracy compared to even like the Canada or the Scandinavian countries. So, what would yeah. you want as as your key checkoffs? For what a democracy would be, what you would be voting for when it mean democracy? Yeah, I well, I think the first thing is the thing I said, which is that all candidates need to uh, sign a thing that said that if they lose, they'll concede. That's the one thing. The the second thing would be to the elimination of the electoral college. It's absolutely the most uh, undemocratic thing that makes us different than Western Europe democracies because it, it's, it's, it's not democratic. We, it, 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 when we have seven out of eight presidential elections where the popular vote is the other party, um, no, it, 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 it's not working. So, so I, you know, I, the, the thing is, the, the way I like to think about it is that um, uh, I'm very much a, a capitalist. But uh, I'm a capitalist knowing that we're in a democracy. If I was in a democracy, I wouldn't be a capitalist. But I'm a capitalist just by nature, and I'm a businessman. It, but I know that cap, that people with money, the only thing that, that uh, we have protection against their excesses is the ability to vote people out. So democracy, the, 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 the poorest person in the United States should have as much power as the richest person. And democracy is the only place where that happens. Without that happening, it means that, that rich people and businesses can go can do anything that they want because they they because they can control uh, uh, the government, but like we were talking about. Uh, so I think this You mean like very, now. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is that if if uh, you know that is our power, our superpower is our ability to vote people out of office, um, and and that's being essentially taken away from us. So that's why I'm a single issue issue voter. Well, and that is a, that's a good single issue, Remy. I invited you up because um, you raised your hand after I answered your chat question, and, yeah, and is that the best way to pronounce your name? That's a perfect way of pronouncing my name. And I uh, will pre-apologize for the noises that you hear because I'm walking my dog. Uh, so there's some street noises. And I'm going uphill. I'm past 50, so it's, uh, so it's you're a bit of an effort. So you're also Yeah, exactly. So I just wanted to clarify the text a little bit because I guess what you responded to is probably something you can see in what I wrote, but it's not what I meant. Um, so um, I'm also a bad the person who doesn't write what they mean. Go ahead. <laughs> so first of all, the, the abortion I refer to simply because I came up in uh, one of the examples that you were talking about. Um, I, I don't mean to say it's just the one issue that counts and the rest is not so important. But 
uh, first of, I, I was listening to Ben's response just now, and I thought, holy cow, that's my brother, because it's exactly how I feel. This English is democracy, exactly. Um, but what I meant with pragmatic is this. If we vote for people with certain values who then execute their values once they become in power, I have a problem with that. Uh, and let me explain why. Because if this person, let's just take a fictitious example here, is a uh, an anti-abortionist, the value being uh, all the kids should stay alive and therefore nobody gets to have an abortion, that least is, is not right for a good 40, 50, maybe even more percent of the population. If you're in power, if you're a government, you should be... Um, in essence, just the ultimate servitude to the people that you're governing. You should set aside your principles other than murder and all that sort of obvious things. Uh, take the constitution in your head and execute it to the best of your abilities, but not necessarily saying, here I have this value, not even understanding where the dang value comes from, probably from parents and from religion and whatever else communities you might be part of. And then execute that as if that is the greatest gift you could ever give. Let me explain with an example what I really mean. I've been living in the United States for about 32 years. I was born in the Netherlands. That explains my little accent. Uh, and one of the things I'm, the Netherlands does a lot of things wrong, but one of the things that did right, even as early in the 1500s, 1600s, they understood that the uh, sailors going out into the world on their ships, uh, they would see all kinds of cultures and they have, uh, let's just say, gentleman needs that they execute over there and they bring back over here as well in the Netherlands, which was a very Protestant state at the time. They decided to regulate the prostitution business at the time, not putting it away, but to regulate, to be very pragmatic about it, which was actually, in essence, uh, an anti-value of theirs, but they knew it was not going to go away they needed to give it form and shape. I've That's been, what I mean. I've been to the Netherlands, to the red light district. Yeah, It's not a great example of what I would like to see as the Netherlands, but here it is. This is my opinion. If I were to be the governor or, or, of uh, Amsterdam, I would not say, let's get rid of the red light district. No, you need to put it into a framework with which everybody else can deal with it. And so with abortion, too. Now, if you get rid of abortion, you have a lot of people that can now not live their life the way they would want it to. If you govern it, then you have some people who say you should not have abortion, but they for themselves can decide to not have an abortion. And I think that's the pragmatic point of view, regardless of what your bloody own beliefs are. As a, the yeah, that is a perfect USA. And, and that is exactly right. And that isn't what you said in the chat. <laughs> That's but what I meant, though. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, what you meant and what you said on stage was exactly right. You know, you represent your constituency and you, you know, you put your own values aside and you govern pragmatically on what you see right. needing to happen. And and that, that's yes. that is a bit. But see, I would put that under competency to govern, because if, as, as in, in my value system, that, I would say, falls under 
competency to govern. And boy, the, let me let me point out something else that really fascinates me. This is the fewest people we have ever had in this room. And that is the most depressing thing I can imagine. We do have Charlie and Lance on the call inside of too, so. Well, that's, that's, thank you, Charlie and Lance. But it's not, it's, it's not that I care about the room size. It's that I care about the topic. And the fact that so few people do care about values and voting. I should put Prince Charles then somewhere in that header. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know what to say because... Yeah, I, uh, Dr. Francine, I didn't want to mention it, but I was going to give you an out in that there's not a space in why vote your values. So maybe the why vote confused people, but I think it's actually more, you're right, there's a sad commentary that... Oh, no, I think this is a, 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 a I think this is a completely... Toxic subject. <laughs> uninteresting, yeah, toxic subject, exactly uninteresting because too intellectual and or too uh difficult or or everybody knows what they think their values are you know what i mean nothing yeah or or they're just discounted that they don't have anything that like they they've been shut down and like we're so marbled in Texas, that if you live in a city that you probably live in a place that's probably got a Democratic mayor, but everybody else around you votes in in state offices and national offices in a way that doesn't allow you that speech. So in some ways, it's learned. It's a learned helplessness. It's like is the same way, David, the same way If you live in Phoenix and Tucson, you know, maybe um well maybe to the to the future because we only have like you said a few weeks before early voting might start where you live but we could talk go through and talk about what are some things as people can be um poll watchers uh be more active maybe maybe you know i can commit to go down to the ut campus and 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 try to engage these young people but again if they if they're just going to go vote with their daddy who's paying for their school, I, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be a uh, a voter that is informed about the elections. But what so about the voter it's who competency, actually – It's competency to back ways. Do the voters have the competency to do their job? But also what about the voter whose daddy's working? He can go to vote and uh, the child also can go to vote because you don't have a day off for voting either. You don't know the university structure in America. Most likely that person is in a community college or or not able to pay for school. So um, your your top tier universities uh, sadly have a gated opening. It's almost like medical school. And that's true of all four-year universities now. Um, Almost everybody has to go to community college because the state schools have become so expensive. But um, before we finish up, let's see what Lance Lance. has. Yeah, one second, Lance. You're online. Lance from on the call-in side. Hey, Lance. Hey, folks. Yeah. I've uh, taken to calling myself an anti-ismist 
because it may have always been true, but certainly now it doesn't matter what you say. It's going to, they're going to fill in the blanks. So this ridiculous, absurd idea of MAGA communism. Now, let me explain. I live in Trump country. I talk to them. I challenge them about Trump. I'm going to work with a woman who owns a bar. I guarantee she's a Trumper. We didn't talk politics about bringing inner city kids out to the country, 4-H type kids into the city so they can interact with each other. And she's all for it. I didn't know she would. You know, she's very, uh, they have a, a restaurant called Fat Bottom Grills. They've been around 10 years, but they have a brand new location. It's very big. I went in there and said, gee, you're going to do bands? It's bigger. Yeah, we're going to do bands. How about fundraisers? And I mentioned the idea. I had every reason to think she was going to say, eh, it might not be for us. But she knew exactly what I meant. Syracuse, the city, or Utica, just a little closer, smaller. Inner city kids means people of color. To bring people of color kids out to the country to see cows and bring the people that work with cows all the time into the city and, you know, compare notes. So you don't know until you work with people, you see. And that's why I absolutely reach. I say, they say reach across the aisle. I don't like that term because that implies Republican, Democrat parties, mm -hmm. aisles in the So reach across, across the, the street. People that just, yeah, it's like people are just people and I'm, I'm you know i'm not a marxist but i would clearly have richard wolf could be my treasury secretary so i mean i'm an anti-ismist there's plenty of things that conservatives like the vaccines and all that and about the lockdown they're just right sometimes the conservative point of view can be right why can't we acknowledge that oh no no it's trump you can't agree with them Auto the dsa trashed the trucker convoy in canada so i went online on twitter i support the trucker convoy and black Lives matter equally now, if I'm going to go hang out at the end of a day, it's going to be with the Black Lives Matter crowd. It ain't going to be with the truckers. I seriously doubt, you know, talking politics would be great, but they're not necessarily going to be my friend. But the idea that they're a bunch of Nazis because somebody planted a Nazi flag somewhere, all those 6,000 trucks, they were completely respectful. There is no <laughs> left. The left is dead. Yeah. The left is dead. There is no left. There's no far left, the progressive left. So as far as I'm concerned, you have Democrat, Republican. you got working families, Green Party, DSA. They're not worth a nickel. They're all they're all completely corrupted. They don't they don't see any light at the end of the tunnel, so they just pre preserve their fiefdom. I know Howie Hawkins, but don't take my word for it. He's great. He could win a debate about local to international politics with anyone on the planet, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to be on the big stage instead of running for Congress, where he could do C-SPAN speeches and get some of these left wing socialist ideas out there to the public because Bernie ain't talking about it. But he won't do that. He's got to go for governor or president because that's all Bernie. That's all Howie Hawkins cares about is Howie Hawkins, Jill Stein and Jesse Ventura. Listen to what they said about the Green Party. They're a joke. They're a joke. They have no, you know, they have 50 years later and they don't have anybody in Congress, the Green Party. Hell, uh, Lincoln, at a time when there was a lot more division than now, he became president six years after the Republican Party formed. But okay. does a media play a role in that, Lance? I'm What's curious, that? Like, does a media play a role in that? Because I think um, your mainstream media, at least from a Canadian perspective, there you've got the, the Republican channels, you've got the Democratic channels. There's no real independent well, talk. You know, Right. Well, I'm someone who, like a lot of folks, I'm going to criticize the Democrats more than the Republicans. Why? Because they're the ones who supposedly have the conduit through which we can maybe get something done, historically, not now. So what I say is, yeah, Fox, MSNBC, but here's the problem. Call in, right? YouTube, they're all privileged, middle class, 
college educated, never suffered. I squatted. I've been one step away from homeless several times. I have lived with the one, the ten percent, not the one percent. I'm middle class. I've lived in upper middle class, totally white suburbia, and because of economics, I lived in the poorest of the poorest, where I was like ten percent white, ninety percent black communities. I can tell you that my experience and years and years of living in those situations. I've lived now in the country with cows or my literal, I live next to a dairy farm. I lived in New York City for several years, hung out there for decades. So it doesn't make me correct on everything, but I can get, tell you from personal experience what these different worlds are like. So when I look at when I look at YouTube, being a middle class guy, I can say, yeah, you know, Jordan Cheriton, he goes and sticks a mic underneath poor people all over the country. That's great. But he never had the leaders of those communities, the maybe people that are somewhat more eloquent, not because of any, you know, they're, they're not as educated, maybe. But some of them, you know, you don't want to put a, a politician who's a right winger and have it be Herschel Walker. OK, you want someone who's eloquent. So I don't mean to sound bad, you know, like I'm condescending, not at all. But do they have any of the people that are community leaders into their show? Yeah, we'll come out and rub elbows with y'all, but then we're going to hop on a plane and go back to our comfy little studio so we can talk about how wonderful we are because we stuck a mic in, underneath the, the nose of a, of a homeless person. To hell with Jordan Cheriton, to hell with the, so I don't care about the mainstream media. Everybody knows the crap, but the left-wing media and many better because all the people on, vast majority of people on Twitter, on calling, on YouTube, on Facebook, no, I don't know about Facebook, but it's all upper middle class rich kids. That's who the left-wing media is. Okay, that's who they all, I love Matt Taibbi. He doesn't always get it right on some of the insensitivity to some of the things going on, but I love the guy 99% of the time. Chris Hedges is a different story. He always talks about poor people. One more point, and this is something Savvy Sab said and something that the other caller, I don't mean to not say her name, but I didn't see her, her name on there. She's so right, okay, is that, you know, what happens is, um, uh, oh, wait, I'll, I'll think of it in a second, um, is that we don't, we, you know, I forget what her was one of the points she made because I was going to respond to that and just totally, you know, back that point off about, uh, oh, I know what it was, the media, Sabby Sabs. And she said, look, guys, I do stuff because she does involve with, you know, the, um, the Revolution Black Network. I love those guys. Oh, my God, you got to watch The Hill Rising. They had Nick from RBN. And that's because of that's that's because of Brianna Joy Gray. She has upped the ante on that show greatly. She started being a little bit, you know, uh, okay. diplomatic just to get her foot in the door. But now she's too. Yeah. Lance, land your plans. Because oh, we'd wrap up. So okay. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. Here it is. Like Sabby Sab says. Okay. She does things on homelessness and RBN and community help the little guy. I, and she gets nobody. But she does something because she says, I stay away from the spats. But sometimes like Nina Turner says something really bad. And Jimmy Dore calling him a racist. When she talks about Nina Turner, Jimmy Dore, breaking point. When she does that, she gets thousands and thousands and thousands of people watching and looking and listening. But when she does stuff on homeless and poor people, she gets nobody. And that's what you have on the left. They don't care. They want to talk about Marxism and Leninism. Every time they do that, I say, yeah, I'll stop with this. It's important to educate I, people about Marx and Lenin because Groucho and John are two of the most important creative anarchists of the 20th century. Okay. <laughs> that was good, Lance. That was very good. I am going to bring this room to a close because I always do that after an hour. And I'm going to say that... Lance has put in my mind that we ought to do a conversation about homelessness because that is a big overarching problem 
that we have in the United States. I don't know if you have it, Heyman, in Canada. Well, we but... do, we do. And also, there's a huge capitalism idea as well because of Blackstone buying up a lot of houses. Now they're moving into Canada quite uh, in a big way. Um, so the renters and market, they the actually... Know... Yeah. Are they build... Sorry? Yeah. They're buying they up did... property and they're renting it out, right? So uh, the renters, the, the first time in Canada, I think the renters market was larger than the home ownership market. All right. Well, let's do that next week, if you don't mind, because that's a big and let's see if we can make the room a little smaller by doing another another really pressing issue. I don't care. I'm just going to keep on doing them because Dr. this is all about quality, not quantity. No, it's all about giving voice to these issues, Ben. You know, whether they're quality or that there are some huge issues in the world. And if the same six topics get discussed all the time, we never bring anything to bear on those issues. I loved this conversation because I love to think about values, because if you don't have a values driven life, you are adrift. And whatever your values are, if you came to them honestly by yourself, rather than just borrowing somebody else's, um, I admire you. So, so I want to say thank you to you, David, because that was very cool making that suggestion. And I, I, I hope I didn't curse you with the smallest room for very long. Oh no, I'm no, only kidding. I I could care less. I mean, I. The best I part have, is replays, right? We have recordings on Colin yes. as well as Clubhouse. Yeah, so. yeah. No, I, I, I don't mean it in a bad way. In fact, I enjoyed this conversation. The ability for us to at least brainstorm some of our frustrations and hell, I, I mean, the, to be honest, the, the most hopeful thing I got out of it is that your local newspaper is at least calling out top level for the for the people that are asking you who to go vote for. The simplest reduction is who denies the last election. A year and a half ago, <laughs> that's right. if if it has to be reductive for the competency of the voters and the competency of the, the people we're voting for. Sad state of America, but at least that uh, that's kind of and a weird, cool thing. That's exactly right. And that's a and great spot to lead on too, because local media is so important, and so make sure to support them. I mean, they've brought forth so many big investigations into election stuff in the U.S. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I support my local media. I definitely do. And I want to say the same thing I say every week. Thank you for coming. I love all of you who show up because this is, this is a wonderful thing, you know, gift we can give each other is civil discourse on important topics. And Remy, I'm happy to have met you. Thank you for showing up on stage and explaining what it was that you wrote. And I love your dog. Is your dog a cavalier? No, my dog is a, a Quaker Hunchie. Um, it's a special breed. I use him in the search and rescue work that I, uh, I work for. But uh, thank you for letting me speak uh, and explain what I said. So mangled up in my words on, uh, on the stage. Thank you. Please, happy to have you. See you guys next week. Take care, all. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.